Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Premier League Forecast. For a change, it's me and Kev again. Because, you know, hey. we, they can't get enough of us to, can they, Kev? have got a choice, yeah. really. Uh, but just to make you all happy, we've got Joe back. <laughs> Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I I, I, uh, I really like the trippers. I like coming on. I get a lot of love in the comments as well, which is always nice. So that's nice. So, yeah, I like hey. the trippers. Where's Gav, though? Uh, he's got a very sick child, apparently. So, yeah. you know. He's lying. He's lying. I'm telling so, you. He's lazy. <laughs> oh, you're a brave man Josh to say fired. that. Josh fired. Josh fired. Me and Kev would never make that joke. We'd be like a no. job too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could ever figure out how to get paid. Listen, that's why he's, that's why he's the money man. You know, he yeah. gets he gets us to do it for free. He's good. He's good like that. Good. Yeah, right. but listen, Fussy's back. So, well, it was back for us last night, Kev. Full time, full time Reds. Back with a defeat. Move on. Yeah, back with a defeat. Start with me to go on, wasn't it? Fucking hell. Um, we yeah. covered that to death last night. We've had enough, man. Had enough. Oh, I know. I know. But, yeah, well, it is It is what it is. We'll, we didn't see that. Do you know why it was good, though? And maybe it's just because of my. I've, of, while the football was off, I tidied up my Twitter line an awful lot. <laughs> I didn't see any of them. The, I didn't see. The, the over-the-top the over stuff. Yeah, the nasty stuff, chucking players under the bus on the back of one loss. Yeah, no, I think... It, it was a breath of fresh air. That we were, uh, the comments that I was seeing mainly online were, look, common sense stuff. Beaten by the better side on the night, 3-2. It happens. It was, you know, it, it wasn't the, the be-all and end-all last night. It was... It was criticism. It could have been a lot worse, don't get me wrong. But yeah, it, we it created crit- enough chances to to get something as well. So, but it was criticism, but it was but it was constructive. Exactly the, the things we know, the, the chance yeah. we missed, the soft goals we conceded. Yeah. But have it you right, live with that. Have it right. City were brilliant last night. They were. They were, they were, they were really miles. Good. They were miles better than the night. So, 
That's what we don't like. Taking on the chin, isn't you? You got to take it on the chin when that happens. It is. It is. Or in my case, the mini chins. <laughs> I see Kevin wouldn't dare make that joke. Like right. That. So let's start with. We're on top of the Boxing Day fixture. Let's start with one that's uh, middle of next year. Oh, sorry, Wednesday. Leeds versus Man City because apparently Man City <laughs> need a massive gap. You know, I, 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 me and Gaffer believe what we saw the fixture that went. City got played on twenty eight. Jesus, what? How big a gap's that? Just seems a bit of a, a weird way of doing the fixtures. So, Joe, are you looking forward to this? I mean, we've all got two days to wait. You've got three or four days to wait. Are you glad Premier League football's back, or could you? I, I, a bit more yeah, break? I am glad Premier League football's back. I enjoyed um, the game yesterday as well. Is anyone else getting feedback from Ford? No, no, yeah. no! It's just Chris opening cans, mate. No, it's no, it's, yeah. it's, Kev's, it's Kev's phone and Kev's My phone is out out the gap, mate. My phone is out the way. It's not me. Because <laughs> I got a little bit on my show and I muted Kev and it stopped. So I think it might be Kev, but we'll we'll. I can't throw my phone in front of Wayne. He throws it back for God's yeah. sake. Yeah, but Kev, your your phone's like a Nokia nineteen ten. It's a big it's a big thing. He's, he's got a dial it and everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now listen, I'm I'm glad football's back. Um, I enjoyed the World Cup, but I enjoyed that game last night as well. Um, really enjoyed watching that. Um, and it were like, do you know? I I guess I was a little bit worried that oh, the World Cups, you know, will they come back as uh, will the football be as good? Will players be ready and raring to go? And I think we seen last night, you know, they, there's no messing about. People straight back on it. So, um, that's daunting for me as a Leeds fan from a City perspective because. Um, I worry about us defensively. Um, and obviously, when you've got De Bruyne putting balls onto, um, onto uh, Erling Haaland's head, boot, knee, whatever, it's going to end up in back at net. I'm, I'm convinced he's going to score at least three. Um, he's, well, you've, got, you've got Lorente in his new contract, though. So, you know, he should be all right now, shouldn't you? The thing is, he won't even fucking play. I don't understand <laughs> it. Oh, where's my fishing rod? There we go. For those of you who aren't following Leeds Twitter, um, Lorente's just decided, been given is it a three year deal? Yeah, three year deal. Uh, yeah. I, I, is it safe to say the locals aren't happy with this yeah, not the new happy, deal? No, it doesn't make sense, bro. Like, it just. It just doesn't make sense, but hey ho, um, he'll be able to retire here and and he'll be buzzing about that. So fair play to him. But from a from a playing perspective, I just think it it, it then calls into question our January business and our and our business moving forward. Because you know everyone, I believe it's a system issue. There are fans that believe we're woeful defensively because our defenders are woeful. But if that's true and I'm wrong and it's not a system issue then why are the club giving the defenders we've got new deals? Because everyone wants the defence to change because they say it's not Jesse's fault the defence is rubbish. But then the club aren't going to do that because they're giving the defenders new deals. Strauch just got one, deservedly so, I may add. But then Laurenti's got one as well. Cox got a few years left. Are we are we not going to change the defence? And then for what are we going to do? You know what I mean? For me, I think the manager, I'm, I'm not too keen on him. It is what it is and... Everyone thinks it's because I, you know, have an agenda because I like Bielsa or whatever. Yeah, I love Bielsa, but still, I don't want my football team to lose games. I'm worried that we'll be on the end of a hiding. But what I will say, Leeds United under Jesse actually do better against better opposition. We beat Chelsea, we beat yourselves, we played well against Spurs. We you get you get you get space in behind, which let's be honest, yeah. you don't get against sides who aren't in the top half because Sicily have to dominate the ball. And that's yeah. what Brent um, before 
the World Cup. That's what Brentford did perfectly. Yeah. They exploited the space around. The one thing you do have is pace, yeah. which is gonna, yeah. which can hurt them. Um, Kev, yeah, mate. Feel like I'm, feel like I've not spoke to you since no, last no. night. Speaking of Wallace, who's my wife these days, uh, she's made up. Um, have you seen the comments about Calvin Phillips that have come out today? No. Uh, apparently, Mr. Guardiola said, "Ask you know, how's Calvin doing? Is he is he fit? You know." And he apparently said, "Well, he's not injured." He said, "But he's come back. He's come back to us overweight, and not ready to, not good enough to train or play football." And Pep's one, I don't quite know how that's possible. Which, wow. if that's true. A, way to throw your player in the bus, but B, how on earth are you going to a World Cup where you're just training? I know we didn't play much, but are you going back for a World Cup overweight? It's That's one mental. of the... It, look, the thing is, he hasn't played much anyway. Yeah. And he, he sh, in, in truth, he probably shouldn't have gone. If there was anyone better in that holding centre-mid role, he wouldn't have gone. And it wouldn't have been a slight on him. It would have been, look, he's just not played enough. But there isn't anyone else, and it's it's a it's not a good look, you know. If um, if you're fit and healthy, and you've just signed for a new club for a healthy fee, and you've been away with your international, he's got a six year deal. Yeah, exactly. It's not as if they they skimped on 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 this deal. They went in big with him. So, and here you are. You you know you're coming up against your old club. You're gonna want to put yourself in contention to play and to affect the game. To come back overweight or not fit, despite getting over your injury, that's not going to go down well, and that's not going to go down well with Guardiola, especially because no. it it's not a good look for England. But at the same time, nobody else is coming back unhealthy. Nobody else is coming back uh, not ready that, to play. That we're aware of. That, well, that we're aware of, but even in the, the Carabao Cup games, Max Rashford come back and he hit the ground running. Mm. You know, Trent we know was missing for through illness, but Henderson was on the bench and played. You know, so yeah. look, it it's gonna be one that'll play out over the next few weeks. But for Calvin Phillips' sake, I hope he gets back, uh, gets his head back in or, the ball game and oh he's, he's gonna end up being the right. next, he's gonna end up being the next Scott Parker, where you just end up Sitting on the wasting on the bench for a couple of years and then you end up getting getting farmed out. You know, you know, he's worked hard to get his big move, so mm. you need to take the opportunity. And let's be honest, it's not like City aren't stocked in midfielders with Gundogan and Rodri who can play the holding role. So his opportunity is gonna be limited anyway. So he's not he's not giving himself yeah. the best opportunity. I mean the thing say. is he's he, he's the kind of guy who has to sharpen his elbows to push someone out the way. And if you're at that if you're at a, a side like City with the depth of talent that they have and the ability to go again in a transfer window, you have to have sharp elbows and you have to be soul-minded in the way you approach things. And he just has to get that streak into him. That mm-hmm. you know, if you're fit and healthy, the best chance to make yourself available is to be fit and to be what not just fit, fit the way Pep wants you to be fit because mm-hmm. the durability that. Guardiola gets in that midfield is phenomenal. You know yeah. the amount of the amount of times you look at that that squad it doesn't change a lot, does it? The, it doesn't change much. The core of the starting the starting eleven might change, but the core of the eighteen that he picks from doesn't. Mm. You know, and to get into that eighteen 
and to put yourself in contention, you have to be physically bang on. And the thing is, when he is, he's going to be a force. You know, and I, I firmly to... believe that. I'm really, really shocked. I haven't seen this. Is the first I've seen that news. Yeah, it was. On, I think really the thing shocked. is, the, the city, the city extra, they always get retweeted. Yeah, yeah no, so they're, just, a reg, they're a regular like um, aggregator for city news. Yeah, no, so I've it, seen it, but I, I'm really shocked that. That's why I always get your reaction because it seems. It seems that that's what I mean. It seems from what you. Well, we don't know the lad, but you know from what yeah, you, no, no, the impression no, no. you get of a player, you know you think like that seems very unlike him. Unless with the injury, is he just struggling to do regular fit, regular training? Which, he's on a lot of know, money. Listen, I, I, yeah. I doubt it, but he's on a lot of money now on a six-year deal. It can do a lot to people. You know what I mean? You just never know, do you? He might have just gone, yeah. I'm nice here for six years. I doubt it because I love Calvin, but... Um, Not a good look. Uh, Ocean's asking you, it's half the squad, half the Leeds team out with illness at the moment. Rodri's got a, a hamstring injury. I was like, I, absolutely. I thought I'd ask you because if anyone knows, you'll know. We might, we might be without Melia because he's had glandular fever. Um, Click, Rodrigo, Somerville, Cooper. There is a lot of issues, but we're told, you know, oh, they'll be training. I'm not convinced. I, 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 yeah, we might even be depleted against City, which makes it even harder. So I think. I'm really disappointed for Somerville because he was one of the most informed players. He'd scored three and three, and then now he, yeah. he, it's Bernard. So disappointing. Yeah, I think, I think that's the problem at the moment. Kev. Quite a few, I think, quite a few clubs are having this all being struck by a virus. Like you said, go from a very hot country yeah. back to the coldness of England. You like to catch a cold or catch something, aren't you? We were so, saying it last. We were saying it last night that basically anyone who's who's anyone knows that winter bugs go around mm-hmm. during COVID. Um, with the restriction of movement, the mask wearing and what have you, it didn't happen. People weren't getting flus. They weren't getting those type of winter viruses that you normally expect. This year, just across the board in general life, I know from work and from kids in school, Mm. they're rife at the minute. And you get a bug like that, an illness like that, a virus that just sweeps through a squad. It can decimate you. It might only be for a week or two, you know, while it runs, it runs its course, but at the same time, it can floor five or six players in no time. Especially yeah, if but, you're talking about a chest infection. Uh, yeah, but a week, but a week in football, right. a week in the Premier League is about five games now. Well, look, no, in all <laughs> seriousness, if you're talking like about that. this time of year, someone like we're going to talk about Liverpool later with Bobby Firmino with a a slight calf strain that could miss two three weeks. That's a lot of football. That's, That's a games. lot of points. Yeah, you know? so what we so what we go for score prediction? This um, I've gone for three one city. What have you gone for, Kev? Look on the basis of what I saw last night, I went four one. Um, I honestly was I was really impressed with how City went at us and how they pressed us and how. They suffocated us in large parts of that game and how good Kevin De Bruyne was. I was on Joe's channel earlier on tonight and waxed lyrical about Kevin De Bruyne. It, last night was as good as I've seen him in a long, long time. and He just looks like he's taken this failing in the World Cup personally. That He's just like, I'm not taking this criticism for what I'm doing at Man City. 
you know, he, he looks like he's got a point to prove, and he's he realizes as well that time Pep. isn't on his side. You know, no, time Pep. isn't his friend anymore. Yeah, Pep comments yeah. on that saying, um, so sometimes said he almost like says he needs to be grump. We need to see De Bruyne grumpy or angry. He said, and then he goes up a he goes up a level. He says he says that's just within him. So, yeah. So you know, well, we often see that with players, don't we? That you see them when with that arrogant. Not it's not an arrogance so much as a a singular belief. It's a bit of a pride or a challenge thing. Like how do I show you a little bit? Yeah. Or challenge themselves sometimes if they know they're not. You know things have gone the way they want. Yeah. Show it on um, the pitch. I much prefer yeah. that way, which is what Kevin De Bruyne does, which is other people who say I'm really annoyed, and you hear it in the press for the next three weeks, and I'm, I'm a bit like I don't want to hear it. Show me on the yeah. pitch. Don't show me in the. Don't show me in the papers. I can't give two shits. No, but Words the other side common. of it is when Joe was talking there about the um, the possible players that are missing for City, the likes of Somerville. Mm. Uh, Somerville offers you something that not many of the other Leeds forwards have is just pure mm. raw pace. Yeah, you know, um, Nanto or I yeah, think that's no. how he's pronounced. Hey. he's quick, but he's another one that it's um, he's really young, and sometimes youth in that position could be an asset, especially in a game like this where you know it's like, oh this is what I this is what I am, this is what I'm all about. And this time of year you can get the you can get the scary results. But I think if Arsenal slip up against West Ham, which is possible, that could be the carrot that City need to go out and be mm. determined more determined playing after what Arsenal are as well. Or on the other side if Arsenal go out and win. City know they have to match that and just to keep his. So, yeah, it's um, it's not a good. good it, I don't think it's going to be a good week, a good few days for Leeds. That, mm. that way. So we well, depressed I, Joe. So this is the last no, time Joe's coming fair, on the show now. He's like, I've had enough of this. This is rubbish. Yeah, but to be fair, it's <laughs> yeah. like, you look at the games to come after for Leeds. That's what. That's the run mm, they want. That's that's the run. This one is like, look, everyone is back. The fans are back on the ground. You know, you see, you're going to get to see the guy that's next year. That you haven't seen for five, six weeks because you've been away from football. Hmm. The Christmas atmosphere is going to be there as well. So there's that side of it that the ground will be buzzing. But at the same time, I don't think that people with their common sense head on is, are going to be taking this result too personally. But what they will take personally is a performance. They'll still want to, like Joe, you were saying to me earlier on, there's ways of losing games. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's important. Hmm. You go down swinging, basically, everyone goes, well, you expect to lose City, but if you go down swinging, people can stomach that a little bit more. Right, we'll do quick two two games, quick fire, just a score prediction because we're not they're not that interesting. We'll talk about more interesting games. Uh London Derby, Palace versus Fulham, Kev. Um two one Palace. I have the same. Joe, Palace versus one, Fulham. One nil Fulham. Okay, look. And South Coast Derby, Southampton versus Brighton. I've gone two one to Brighton. Joe? 2-0 Brighton. Okay. I've gone 1-1 with that one. 1-1. One, one. Good. Get that out of the way. Right. So, to cheer Joe, we'll talk about something really dire. Let's talk about Everton versus Wolves. <laughs> Wolves, 20th in the form table for the last six games. Everton, 19th in the form table for the last six games. Everton are above Wolves on goal difference in the form guide. So, this is a proper six-pointer because Wolves need to find some wins and find some wins quickly. And Everton are slowly slipping into this relegation battle and it's kind of fallen into all habits of last year. But, Kev, 
as people may or may not be, we're sponsored by bookmakers and they're going to be sponsors all the time from January. So on the bookmakers website, no, not only are they a book easier, they get the they kind of more a bit like an aggregate to tell you where to go for your best bets. They have an interesting stats page and they give yeah. you their predicted lineups. So what we thought we might do is we'll have a look at what they think the lineups are going to be and then sort of talk around talk around the sides. So yeah, shoot. they think the lineup for Everton's going to be Pickford and Goal, uh, Milenko, Cody, Tarkovsky and Patterson at the back. Just a guy who will be in the middle. And they've also then got... Damari Gray, Anthony Gordon, and Mopay, because I'm assuming uh, Cal- is Calvert-Lewin still injured? I think, think so, yeah. Uh, God, how many more injuries does this lad mean? He's The guys, if he had any luck, if he had no luck at all, you know, it's it's mad how, how unfortunate this guy is. But this is a, a game for, you know, who's going to be bottom gun into the new year. Uh Wolves have a new manager in Lopetegui, and he's had they've got him in before the World Cup. So, and he's had a fair few players that have stayed at the club, you know, that didn't go to the World Cup. So, he's had time to work with them, and we know he's a good manager. He's a really good catch for Wolves, and it just goes to prove that any club in the Premier League is attractive to managers, mm. especially on the continent. It's you know, so. It's like when a job comes up in the Premier League, it's a, it's amazing how how many top tier managers are interested in in these jobs. I think the other side um, of is the I think that issue in Onana is going to be back for them as well, yeah. which is I'll be honest, he's probably the best signing Everton made. He gives yeah, them he what is. they've missed is some real mobility in but, the middle. Listen, you look at both of those sides. Both of those sides should not be where they are, but they are where they are. Mm. You know and. Everton were no different last year. They were shite last year, and they're shite now. It's just that this this time they've spent money and they're still shite. So the only common denominator is the manager, and you have to look at it and say, "Look, you've been there for a, he's Frank's been there for a while now. Mm. It's not as if he's a newbie. You know, he's he's been at the that club now for a good while, and they can only flirt with danger so often." Eventually, before, before they go. Well, we saw that with uh, Sunderland for years. Yeah, you know they they flirted with it for two three years. Imagine if you don't get it right, it catch you out. But Joe, as head of the uh, Frank Lampard fan club, mm-hmm. what's your view on Everton and Wolves? <clears throat> um, I think Wolves will win. I think Lopetegui is a great appointment. I think Wolves will start to climb up the table. They've already got you know Mateus Kuna in the door. I think it'll be too short for him to. To be involved, good player. Like I know it's not worked out at, at Atletico, but I think he'll he'll have a point to prove. Um, so I think he's a good signing for them. I really like Aitanuri as well. I just think they need a new manager in the door. And um, Lopetegui, like I say, I think he'll he'll attract some decent players as well. Um, Everton, look, he started to get a tune out of him for a little bit, and I started to question my. Thoughts on Lampard? I thought, actually, is he actually not that bad? But it's going tits up again, so I'm resigned to the fact that he's bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's rubbish. And I thought it was quite telling where, you know, I I have a friend who's an Everton fan. Um, his name is Dave. And they're all, they were all quite like, oh, yeah, Frank. Frank's the man, Frank, Frank. 
But then you see the images of that game where I, I forget which was it when they played. It was the last game, was it? Because it won't be at through his shirts. They probably threw it. That's the, it. Yeah, threw it back, shirt throwback. There's a bit oh, of back and forth with the fans, wasn't there? Was it yeah, Bowden twice or something like that? I can't yeah, both. Yeah, both did twice in a week, didn't they? Yeah, Not yeah. And I just seen that, and I thought, "Whoa, that's quite telling," because the Everton fans were all supportive, and then all of a sudden they're throwing shirts back. So it can only get worse, and I'll enjoy it. And it also gives because I I struggle to know where. Or who are the three worst teams are? Or who's going to go down? There's no clear cut this year. You know, like before we had Sheffield United and then we had Norwich and all that. And then now I look and think, I'm not sure who's going down. You just don't know. So the more teams that are down there in the mix is better for me because we're in the mix. So I think we might see someone like a Southampton even and Everton. We might lose them this year. We could go as well, but that won't be that big of a deal. We haven't been here long enough, you know what I mean? But club like Everton, if they were to go down, it'd be being safe. I think financially a cripple. Oh, yeah. Really uh, cripple. It's not just that. It's like they've never... They ha- I can't remember the last time Everton were out of top flight football. Mm. You know, I mean, people... Look, That's it's, all. it's a Liverpool fan, so, um, you know, we all can't stand them, but if Everton go down... Must be pre, you know, must be pre-war. You're talking... I've always known, I've never known Everton not to be in the top flight. Mm. Nor have I. Um, so that's what I mean. That's how big a shock it would be. It is like one of the established, you know, they are. clubs have been around for ages that are that are nearly always in the top. But you, like you said, you can only flirt around that area so long before you get dragged in. Yep. And you don't know what the ambitions of the owners are, whether they've got the capabilities of doing anything or if they're able to financially, is the stadium crippling well, them that much? The talk is well, a lot of their FFP, a lot of their restrictions financially around FFP fall out this summer. Because I think, you know, because they're, they're rolled in three-year cycle. Yeah. So it's almost like, it's almost like they're banking on staying up this year so then they can actually then probably reinvest in the squad and do what they want to do. But... Well, we know I mean, football. It's a quick turnaround. You know, it doesn't. It takes one bad season, and we've seen what's happened to a few clubs. One bad season can, can do you. Yeah, then. I mean, to be honest, look, Wolves need this. I'm looking at the table now. Wolves are sat on ten points. You know, they've, they've lost four of their last five games. And they've drawn one. Um, same, they've, same as Everton. Mine, yeah, it's Everton are on fourteen points. Wolves are on ten. They have to get. They have to get a win. You know, and. Loptegi is going to want to get off the, off the mark run, you know, off the mark quick. And he's going to want to stamp his authority on this side and style a play on this side. Well, Jimenez uh, scored midweek as well in Carabao Cup. Yeah, and he dropped Wang into midfield as well. He dropped Wang deeper. Yeah. So, yeah. There we go. Ocean saying 1951 52 was the last season Everton were in the second division. They've only ever been in, they've only ever been relegated twice in the history. So, you know. That's massive. If it, if it ever happens, you know, you, you're talking these are like not, not a very often thing to happen, which often they don't want they don't want to happen. Um, right, we'll do score predictions. I've gone for a very exciting nil-nil because it just feels like it'll be drab. <laughs> Kev, what have yeah, you I went one one, but you went slightly more excited than me then. <laughs> the thing is, it depends on how many Wolves players, how many Portuguese players. Mm. They get back and into their side. If they can get uh the like, you know, what's his name? 
Ruben Neves and Ruben Neves. Yeah, Ruben Neves is the main one. They get him back into midfield. Then yeah, I think they have a good, they have a chance of winning. But I've got it down as a one-one. This this is it's actually a massive game for both clubs. It really, really is. Mm-hmm. You know, even this early in the season, I know there's only 14 games gone. There's loads to go. 24 games left to play. But this feels to me like one that if you're going into the new year, sat on 10 points, you know, that's a long hole, but it's a long hole back to just build your confidence. You could be, you could be in trouble there. Yeah. Joe, what are you going for? Is it Everton? Yeah, yeah. Everton. Yeah. We've got a couple of two one Everton to the chat. We've got a one nil Wolves. I'm gonna get. I do think no. I think Wolves will win, but it's it's Goodison. I'm, I'm, I'm one all, one all, one all. Excellent. Right. Let's go to the opposite end of the table now. In terms of the form guide, we've got Leicester at home to Newcastle, and I'll, I've got to be honest. This crept up on me when I when I was doing actually doing some research for a change. Mm-hmm. Newcastle second in the form guide. That doesn't surprise me. Five wins, one draw. No real surprise there. Leicester are third in the form guide for the last yeah. six games. Four wins, one draw, one loss. I can't be honest, that crept off me. I knew Leicester had an upturn. It was actually, actually as good as that. Which also a lot of makes, it... makes this a more difficult get makes more of a difficult than I thought it would be for Newcastle. I actually thought it would be a walkover but when you look at this, how they've done. <laughs> yeah. You're going, oh, it's actually, that's actually more I... tricky than I thought. But look, a lot of it, a lot of Leicester's upturn in form has come from um, Madison basically deciding to show people that this is how this is why I need to be in the England squad and could this be Madison's audition for his January move <laughs> yes uh, definitely and it's a move that Newcastle should be making a hundred percent but the big blow for Newcastle at the same is time his it... so I'm you kind of like no, I was going to say his upturn in form has coincided with Leicester's, with Leicester's ability to defend better, and have that threat going the other way. Harvey Barnes has improved as well. Um, they're a good side. They always were in a false position. We know that they just started the season badly. They were in a false position, but the new centre back they got looks quite decent. His name I can't remember. He's got um, he's got fabulous hair. Big, the big air fella. I, I, he, he, I couldn't remember well. his name an hour ago. That's oh, wow, wow, face. Wow. That's him. He's him coming into the side has definitely given them a, yeah. some stability yeah. there, which is what they've lacked. The, the Alexi Lalas wannabe. Yeah, <laughs> that's him. That's him, yeah. Uh, and they've done better with Vardy's in. They haven't overplayed Vardy now. They have started to phase Vardy in and out, which I think means when Vardy is playing, they're getting Vardy at his best because they're not running him into the ground, which is probably what they did la- last year. The blow for Newcastle is, um, I think they've pressed with that. Um, Isaac still got a bit of a way to go, and he's not going to play yeah. at all over the Christmas period. So, it's definitely January time before yeah. he's back, which for them is a, a blow, you know, because then it's either Chris Wood up front, or it depends how Callum Wilson has come back off, off, the, off England. You think he'd probably be okay, but that is a blow for Newcastle because that's probably what they were banking on is Isaac back after Christmas, uh, back for Christmas period. Well. I look at it with Newcastle, they have to take the pressure off Callum Wilson. Mm. Um, Callum Wilson, when he's fit and he's available, he's a threat. He's a really good he's a really good forward. And we'll get on to another one when we talk about Villa. Him and Danny Ings, they're one and the same player. If you can get them fit and firing and healthy, they're a live threat. But they can't do it for long enough to sustain 
um, being the main man. And you can see why they went for Isak. You know, Bruno Gamarash has been a, a revelation. He's been a brilliant signing. Uh, they've done everything right. Newcastle are solid. They're hard to beat. They don't concede many. And they have a threat going the other way. So they're not in the top in the top four positions for nothing. I think I think they'll stay there. I think they'll get top four this year. Um, uh, but this I, is going to be this is got to me. This is the game of the week. The game of the weekend. Mm. It, it's it's the one fixture that I'm looking at and I'm thinking I, I just want to watch it. it yeah. It's it's I, got I'm, st- I'm still not yet convinced of the top of against. I feel they'll get Europe. The only being is we're not even halfway through the season yet. Uh, although it feels like we are, we're not. But I think now enough teams have seen what Newcastle can do and how difficult we are. Is I would say how Newcastle cope when people go treat them like City are coming to town or Arsenal coming to town. They go, we're all going to sit back, low block, break us down. City and Arsenal have all got used to that. That's the, that's the challenge that I think you'll have. They'll have to face, and they'll have to face that anyway because that's going to be coming regularly soon because people fear what they are. You know, which is a really difficult side to play. So that's the challenge for them, which is probably why they want Isaac back so so quickly because him and Gramer just give them something else. And they're probably hoping Almiron can carry on the form that he's been in because before the World Cup, Almiron was probably the most, one of the most informed players in the league. Yeah, and you've got the other side of it as well. You've got say, Maximum back available. Yeah. He's not fully fit, but he played a bit in the League Cup game the other night, mm. came off the bench. He's another option that they haven't had. So yeah. you add him into the mix. This is what I mean. This is what I look at this Leicester game. Rested Sven Botman as well, because I don't think he, he didn't yeah. go to the World Cup, did he? Which was a, no. probably a bit of a surprise. But they've got... they Both sides have threat going the other way. You know, Leicester have figured out a way to, to defend and to be a bit more solid and compact while having a threat in the counter. And Newcastle are solid at the back and have that exciting... Player in say Maximin and Almiron, who just you just want to watch them. You know, you watch mm-hmm. football for players like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's definitely the game I'm looking forward to watching the most over over the Christmas over the that we this group of fixtures anyway for sure. Mm-hmm. How it goes? What's going on, Kev? Come on. I just I just glancing over there now. See, uh, I went two one Newcastle. Okay. But I think it'll just be one of those exciting games. It'll be end to end, and I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, cool. I, I think that's that could be a good game. Just for, to sit down with a few cans, belly full of food, a couple of sandwiches <laughs> on the go, and just sit down and watch that. You know, good. I'll, be, I'll be happy with that. Joe, what are you going for? Um, Newcastle. I think we'll get top. No, India. Yeah, they will. I think they will. I think they're going to go in January, and we'll see. Um, two nil. Two nil. Cool. I'm going one one. Right. Let's do two quick fire games before then we go on to the, the, the last two big game, pictures of the, uh, the Christmas period. So, Chelsea at home to Bournemouth. Careful, what are you going for? We're three one Chelsea, but I'm the Fleming clue, and that's the thing with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I don't know if Kovacic is back. And I look at the rest of them and I think they're an absolute mess. Mm. I mean, Potter has not really stamped his authority on that squad yet. And he's got to need time 
It's just that club is notorious for not giving time to managers. And it's, it's you know, you look at Steven Gerrard and you look at the decisions that managers make when picking clubs and owners. And if it goes wrong, it goes badly wrong. I think at Chelsea, the same the same thing applies to Potter. It's like there's so much wrong in that side. It's so imbalanced that squad that yeah. it needs an awful lot of work. And yeah, they've they've lined up in Kunku for the summer. Lovely, great signing, but they need a lot more than that. I think they've got enough to be Bournemouth. Bournemouth have been on a they've been a much better side than the side that we that we beat in the league. But I and I just don't see them going to Chelsea and getting a win. But at the same time, Chelsea, Chelsea just ain't right, man. There's something really wrong at that club in a big yeah. way. I've gone two nil. I've gone two nil Chelsea. Uh, Joe, your favourite club? What are you going for? Yeah, I have to agree with uh, yourself and say two nil. I think uh, Graham Potter's too good of a manager. He'll start to get a tune out of them soon enough. I hope he does. I genuinely do because I agree with you. I think he's a great manager. He's yeah. he's got the potential to be a really top end manager. Mm-hmm. It's just that club. You do you think it's the other thing? It doesn't work out at Chelsea, and they go, "You got sacked by Chelsea." It's a, it's becoming a bit of a well, who doesn't? Yeah, there's quite a lot. There's quite a lot of top managers that they've all been sacked by Chelsea at some point. So it's not as probably not as big a blow to his career in some ways because Potter's mm-hmm. a good manager. We've seen what he can do. So if it, I think it doesn't work out at Chelsea, I'm sure he'll get. The right move at some point. Right, the other one is Man United against Dustin Forest. I've gone 3-0 Man United. I I'll go with you on that one as well. I think, yeah, I think they'll they'll walk over them. I think so. I actually went 3-2. Oh, and the only oh. reason I went 3-2 is because I look at Forest, they have pace. Hey, listen, uh, it's a 3-2 I, game. I might watch it. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's one of those, isn't it? It's like they have pace and they can they're young. You know, they're still learning how to play with each other. It's like you got Jesse Lingard going back to United. He's gonna to want to try and put on put on something. Yeah. Brendan Johnson is quick. You know, United really without Ronaldo are a much better side. As I mean, much is, as as much run, as they boil the blood. This run United have got now is the run they need to get them, you know, really solidified in that top four race because I think the next three games yeah, I think they'll win it. Size, so. They should be winning. So yeah, you know, I think we'll they'll see. win it, but I don't think it's going to be a stroll in the park. Forest can be stubborn at times. The only mm. difference is Old Trafford. That pitch is really big, wide, and if you want to press a side, you can look silly if you if you're not organised and don't do it in the right ways. But at the same time, United looked like the Manchester United looked like the kind of club without Ronaldo. Get a tune out of Rashford. They'll have to play Bruno to a Fernandes, plan. you get back to his best. But they'll have to play to a plan. Yes, they do. You, you can also say United don't look like the players. But you look at the way they line up, you're going, the way they line up, that suits the strengths of all their best players, which they haven't been doing for two, three years. They've always had good players. They just um, have been like pigeonholing them or, you know, not had the managers of the bollocks to go, I know you're a good player, but you're on the bench today because the balance of a side means I need this is what we need to pick. You know, so... You've got to give the manager credit. He's getting a tune out of them and getting a tune out of them really well. Right. So last last two games we'll go through as a Boxing Day game. So we'll go through the la- the later kickoff, which is Arsenal at home to West Ham. Arsenal, no surprise, top of the form guide, five wins, one draw. West Ham, 
form for the last six games is one win, one draw, four losses. Arsenal West Ham is normally a tasty game, but I can't see anything other than an Arsenal win at home. If it was at West Ham, I think it'd be more tricky, but I can't quite decide which West Ham side turns up at the moment. What do you think, Kev? Um, Arsenal without a striker to link the play up is a different thing. Gabriel Jesus could be a real big miss for them for the next couple of months. Mm. Eddie Nketiah doesn't offer that. Uh, he's, he, he doesn't have that um, ability to link play in the same way. But at the same time, he's a, he's just a different type of striker. They're really they're still really good. You know, they're they're playing really well. West Ham just don't look like the West Ham that we've seen over the last couple of years. Too many players off the boil. Um, too many new signings looking to find their feet in the league. I've got it down as a two-one Arsenal, um, but this is going to be an asset test now for Arsenal. These next group of fixtures to see how they handle playing without Gabriel Jesus, because Arteta hasn't had to change much about the core players that he plays with in the league this season so far. He's generally been really lucky and, and fortunate with uh, injuries, so be interesting to see how Arsenal cope with this. Uh, they should come through this one, but th- it's not going to stop. The tests for the next six, eight weeks are just going to keep coming for them. Yeah. Joe, how are you seeing this? You know, Do you think Arsenal dip into the markets to bring somebody in or try and bring a summer transfer forward? Yeah, or, do think... just, or do they just go with what they've got? No, I think Arteta's on record as saying they will get someone. Um, I really like Mudrick as well. I know he doesn't play up top, but he'd be a great signing for Arsenal. I really like Arsenal. I like what they're doing. Um, I just think defensively they're really, really good as well. And and, and West Ham, like you say, you know, what, there's even some West Ham fans think that Moyes could end up getting the boot if he's not careful, you know, which is a mad um, sequence of events. Really, but they're just not playing well enough, and he's spent a lot of money. And I'm not quite sure he's the, the best manager to get the best out of players like Paqueta and yeah. stuff. So. That's often been a criticism of Moyes, isn't it? Is he gets the best out of smaller squads and a tight budget when he's given the a bit like free reign? Yeah. yeah, he seems to perhaps doesn't quite have the eye for it, you know. Which seems to use because West Ham have gone down a very well, a route Liverpool went down for a long time, it's very heavy statistical route for recruitment but this, I don't know if they've got away from that but it's they seem to have signed good players but like Kev said it's just not it's just not clicking is it at the moment no 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 it's not um, and I mean uh, obviously I speak to Corey regularly I, I mean I think West Ham are starting to see themselves as a top seven top eight side you know what I mean especially with the acquisitions they've made in terms of always challenging, but come the end of the season, they might not even be challenging for them positions, do you know what I mean? So, mm. that's really a bad season for West Ham. I suppose when Moyes first came in, they were all like, oh, relegation maybe, but now, that's what I'm saying, the expectations change all the time, don't they? And, um, yeah, I, I hope... I think he'll be all right, man. They, they've got too many good players, but we were talking about earlier, like, Jared Bowen's just fallen off a cliff. You know, he's fallen off a cliff and he was great. Um, the Italian striker they've got has not quite hit the ground running. The Scamacca. Scamacca. Is him enough, though? He won't, he, I don't know why he didn't front. He, he, for me, I think Moyes is too wedded to 
the same players all the time. You know what I mean? I don't think he ever really gave Vlasic a chance. I still don't think he's gave Ben Rama a, a, a decent enough chance. It was the same all the time. Fornells, Bowen, um, you know, Rice. It's the same personnel. Suchek, Sufau. Suchek's been bad, man, and he still plays yeah. in, week, in week out. So it's, it's the same players week in, week out. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. What's going on, Joe? Um, Arsenal, 2 0. Cool. I'll go for a George Graham, 1 0 to the Arsenal. Just because that's one of those games where it'll be, I think it'll be quite a turgid game, but Arsenal will, I think we'll have too much, probably like an Odegaard free kick or something like that will mm. be enough, you know, because they are better defensively now than they have been for a long time. Right. So let's talk about the last game because it is the Liverpool podcast. So let's talk about Aston Villa versus Liverpool. Aston Villa won't have. Martinez in goal, which is probably a good thing after his heroics mm. in the World Cup. Um, interestingly, um, the manager... Who's the backup goalkeeper these days? Is Olsen. Is it Robert Olsen? He used to be at Everton. Um, yeah, I remember. Apparently, he's been carrying a knock as well, but I think uh, Unai Emery said he should be fine for the... Uh, he should be fit enough for the game. So, and Villa away, Kev, it's always a tough one. We, we've had some... We've got a, not a bad record there for wins, but they're, all, they're always... Um, they're always tight, dodgy. Tight. They're always tight. Leg goals. Yeah. I, I don't expect this to be any different. Look, no, me neither. Unai Emre is a really good manager. Really good. Uh, despite what happened with him at Arsenal, um, everywhere else he's gone, he's done well. Um, even at PSG, you know, with the egos that were at that club, he got them playing playing good, solid football. And uh, he's got a good record against us. So it's I look at I look at Villa and I look at what they've got what they're capable of lining up with if they play four four two, which I think they probably will. Man, this is going to be hard. This is going to be really tough. We got if we're not on it, then we're not getting three points. We have to be at it. Um, you know there was enough in last night's performance to show me that the players that we need to be at it. The, the minutes they got in the legs against City will do them good. You know, they needed that. It was almost like a blow the cobwebs off of them just to get back into the routine. of it. They needed that kind of game last night, the intensity of that game to just, you know, you're not in the preseason game against Leon or AC Milan anymore. You know, you're back again and, and it's going to be hard. Uh, Villa away is going to be tough. It's going to be a hard game. And they've had and, four friendlies with most of the squad, haven't they? So that yeah, so that's also they're probably quite sharp to be fair yeah. as well. Emre's Emre will have been drilling them and drilling them not just to focus on us, but he'll have been drilling them to set up to be more defensively sound, solid, and to when they attack, to attack in the right way and to have better patterns of play. And the only thing you look at, you think if you've got Tyrone Mings playing, you're gonna get chances. Tyrone Mings is that kind of defender. He, you will get chances against someone like him. And, but you have to take him. We had chances last night. We didn't take him. One of these so, days, one of these days, this Red Steve score prediction is going to come off. <laughs> he said it now for a I think he said that for the whole year. At some point, that's going to come off. Steve's it. been saying that for the last three years, man. Yeah, 6 0 yeah. goes to the fourth. One of these days, it'll, it'll come off. Just <clears> to yeah, look, okay. I, there's a lot to like about the Villa. Look, the, the squad that Gerard built was a good squad. You know, there's plenty of good players in there. And 
he bought them. There's an, an awful lot of the players that you'd look at them and you think you're they're around the third the 20 30 million pound mark. And you think they just needed they needed a better manager, a more experienced manager to come in mm. and gel them into a more cohesive unit. And I think look, if you were to offer me one player out of Villa now, I'd take Jacob Ramsey in a heartbeat. I would snap him up and give him to Klopp and say, here, mold me the next, you know, the next wide forward or the next wide attacking oh. midfielder for for well, for Liverpool. And he's he's a brilliant young talent. He's wonderful. Um, he is. He's really, really good. Um, Laszlo, you're a miserable old son. So Laz- you know Laszlo's gone 2-1 <laughs> to the Villa. Uh, Tom Ball has gone 3-0 Salah hat-trick. Uh, Joe, how are you seeing this game? Obviously, uh, we, need get, we need to get an unbiased view, don't we? Of this, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, listen, I think Villa Park's going to be a very, very tough place to go. Um, very, very tough place to go since he's come in. They beat Man United and Brighton uh, in the Premier League. So, and I, Emery's obviously. I agree with Kevin. I think he's a great manager. I think he was underappreciated. Even statistically, I think he's actually he was quite a success at Arsenal. I, I think yeah, was, he had, for a long time he had a, he had a better record than um, uh, Wenger. Arteta, yeah. Arteta. Um, so yeah, I just it will be a tough, difficult place mm. to go, and it, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did get a result. Um, Especially with our away form. Our away form is atrocious. Exactly. I think it's one one away win all season. Yeah, so... Oh, do you know what? I think they might beat you. Oh, get off, Joe. See, look, even the dog yeah, disagrees. Even the dog disagreed. Then the dog's like, oh, come on. <laughs> no, I think your away form, I think, like I say, on IMRI now, two wins at home against Man United and Brighton, they're very tough. Tough fixtures. So... I think they beat you 2-1. Okay, we're well, banning Joe. <laughs> and you're all and Dicko, you're all good, mate. Absolutely no problem whatsoever, my man. You're no bother whatsoever after that. No worries. Cool. Kev, pick us a start in eleven for Liverpool. Um Allison, Allison, Trent, Matip, Virgil, Robertson, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago. Salah, Darwin, and Chamberlain. Okay, okay. The only one I, I think might be a debate is only with his injury record is is that turnover too quick for Thiago? No, because he, he only he only did seventy minutes, so it's, it's an intense seventy. Though, okay? Yeah, I know, well. but I, I still think you need to get an hour out of him. You know, yeah, needs to get an hour with a lead. Otherwise, we're going to see. Um, um, was going to struggle because I think bench wise you're probably looking at Kelleher, Ramsey, Simakas, either Gomez or Phillips, Cater, Carvalho, Elliot, and it's probably the two kids there, probably Bajetic and it's probably Doak. Yeah, um, Bobby got... might be available. Got Bobby might be available for the bench. Um, they said they were taking it day by day. Um, I think There's he's still out. a chance. I, I, I can't see Bob. I can't see Bobby before. No, I, I, could, I, I think you could see him on the bench. Um, I think it's possible that you might not see Trent either. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's talking him down, isn't he? About uh, whatever yeah, he was talking him down. But I think 
Look, I just think you have to go with the strongest available eleven you can. The the only one that's up for debate really for me is the left wing. Do you go with Chamberlain, who's a bit more experienced, who's who can tuck into that left midfield role and offer you something, or he could swap into that false nine role and give Darwin the left wing, or do you go with Carvalho? Um, or you could, or you could put Chamberlain on the right, which we've done before, and play Salah in the middle and no, keep Darwin I, I, left. No, I, I think Salah. It, it gives you options, but it's not the options we want, really. Is no, it? I just think I don't think Klopp will do that. I think Klopp will. I think Klopp is experimented enough that he's going to stick with the four. If he was going to do anything different, he'd have done it in the preseason that they've had off. In that, in those four weeks, I think he'd have. If he was going to make adjustments. He's not going to throw throw it out with the bathwater after a loss to City away. I think mm. he'll stick to what stick to what he knows, and Salah will play on that that right wing. And I I honestly think that if you're going to play someone on the left, I don't mind Chamberlain doing it because he's got a good eye for a pass. We saw that last night with the assist for the assist. Really, it was the assist for the assist for um, mm. the goal just after half when he just came on. But he made a couple of good passes like that. And he can also cut in on his right foot. And he can shoot from distance. you know. And it's a threat that we don't have. Because look, let's be honest. We don't have goals in midfield. We don't have goals coming from the back. The very odd one or two from Virgil for set pieces. But we're really heavily, heavily dependent on goals from Salah. And Darwin has to start converting the chances that he's getting. But Yeah, I mean, I think Darwin's record at the moment is... Nine goals in nineteen in all comps, so it's not atrocious. It's, it's just that, yeah. um, let's be fair, he does miss a lot of chances. I mean, look, there's been plenty of good strikers that have played for many big clubs who uh, do miss a lot of chances. But yeah. you know, like you said last night, at least he's not hiding. You know, if he, if he misses two, the third one comes, he's still going for it, which is what you want. We've we've had plenty of little strikers who miss two, and yeah. you don't you don't see them for the rest of the game, and they're very very defensive. So I've gone for two one. Uh, Salah to get two, Ings to get one for them, and Ings to put them one. Ings to put put them one nil up because let's be honest, that's the way the season goes. It's always Liverpool one nil down, and then we just see what yeah, happens. You can't keep doing I'm, that, though, mate. Uh, yeah. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I'd love a comfortable win, but I think so, even when so, Liverpool are at their best, it's never we never get a comfortable game at Villa. It's just some of the games. some of the stuff that I've been reading, mate, uh, about. The first half of the, you know, those those fourteen games. Look, we're actually not in a bad run of form at the minute. You know, no, um, we're, we're, our current run of form is actually for the last six games is fifth. It doesn't feel like it, but it's fifth. Yeah, four wins, two losses. But I think you may saw a stat there. We're giving away on average too many big chances. I think we are expected goals to exceed is twenty three. Yeah, we only exceeded seventeen, and I think they said that's more down to Allison. I think we're giving away now. Yeah, more an average two more big chances again than we were last season. That's yeah, and, and that's the big issue. We're working we're working Allison too much. Yeah, and you look at the other side. I mean, look, that's all coming from midfield. It just is. They don't have the legs or the energy to to be able to cover. And it's it's I suppose it's up front as well. I mean, when we were at our absolute best, the pressing came from the front, supplemented by the midfield. Well, and that's... if you can, and if you can get through all of that, you've got Virgil and Matip to go through then. And sides were just like beaten before they were facing yeah. that. But the problem now is they're season... getting through us, and they're just getting through us way too easy. 
Well, last season we had, a, we, had, we had seven attacking options last year. Yeah. So you could afford one or two yeah. players. This is, this is why January is so important. January is so important for us, man. It, it is, it's not even funny now. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. The fact that two of our real threats, Diogo Jota and Diaz, are going to be missing for, you know, Which, until the latter half of this season. Well, Diaz, Diaz is March if we're lucky. If we're lucky, Jota apparently is starting to do some training, so Jota might be a bit earlier than February, but not much well, earlier. Yeah, but, it, but do you want do you want him coming back early because he's he's it's was it three muscle three injuries muscle so injuries now? Yeah, I think you a know. decision needs to be made on Diogo Jota come the summer. To be fair, mm. you know, otherwise you could end up with a forward with the Naby Keita reputation. Yeah, or if and, you got, and I love gonna... Diogo Jota, I really do. I I think he's a brilliant player, but or as you said, no point... do you bring another striker in, and then yes, and then if you have the other striker in, you just say to Diogo, well, if you're fit, you fight for your spot, but then you don't feel the loss of it as much. You can carry the odd the odd couple of players with an injury issue. The problem is we're carrying too many. Yeah, that's the problem. You carry one or two, but we're carrying three, four, and five who've got questionable injury records. That's where the balance of the squad's gone. Wrong in my opinion, but we'll see what we'll see what it is. But you know, they're gonna to have to do something. Look, I've got it down for 2 1 for Liverpool, but yeah, um, I think Darwin gets off the mark, and I think Salah gets the other one yep. for Villa. Um, I yeah, I, I'd it. agree with you, Danny Ings. I think Danny Ings is just one of those players that likes to and crop was... up with a goal against his old clubs. Yeah, Klopp, Klopp was waxing lyrical about him today. Yeah, Klopp very said, said, if you want to say, and he, he, he did say it like in verse comments, I said, didn't make it at Liverpool. He said, he said it was just because said he, he kept getting injuries. He said, yeah. so, he couldn't get, so he couldn't get a run. And when he was fit, you know, the front three we had at the time were yeah. flying. So he couldn't yeah, get a game. Dan, so he couldn't get a game then. Yeah, Danny Ings at Liverpool wasn't down to his ability. It was down to his availability. And the fact that when he got fit, he wanted to go and play, which is what any self-respecting footballer should want. If you're not getting a game at the club you're at, you want to be moved to a club where you're going to play. And he's reinvented his career. And all the best to him because I really like him. Just yeah, not this week, not, not on the 26th. Yeah, I know. That's the, that's the joy you've got to do. Yeah. Oh, we got Archie has a question for Joe. I, I dread to think what the answer is going to be to this. But we may as well. Let's upset everyone else again. Bellingham to Liverpool. Do you say yes or yes or no? I don't think it's. Do you say yes or no? Do you think it will happen? I'm. Kev thinks it. Kev, you think it does, don't you? I'm skeptical. I think it's an absolute look. The only reason I think Bellingham is a no it's a no brainer to me, and I don't care where, wherever he ends up, it's free money. You're getting a 19 year old kid who's going to be an absolute superstar. That if you get him for five years, at 24 years of age, you'll sell him for a profit. If you can keep him, you've got a player that you can build your club around for the next decade. And I think you have to do whatever it takes to get him. But there's probably only four clubs in world, five clubs in world football that can get him. It's by uh, sorry, Barcelona, no, Real Madrid, Man City, PSG, Manchester United, and ourselves. Yeah, you know, that that could probably afford him, and then it's down to the player. Ultimately, 
And you get this, I get this whiff off Bellingham more than I do of any other player. Bellingham will decide where he wants to go based on his career. Yeah. And based on where he wants to his career trajectory to go. That's I how I see it. He won't go to Man United. I don't think he goes to Real Madrid. I think he wants to return in the Premier League. There's only two clubs, I think, Liverpool City. I think the only issue Liverpool have is if they don't get Europe, like Champions League. Like, it's conceivable. If you don't get Champions League this season, Bellingham's never... Like, that's not happening, is it? Let's be real. So, um, it's going to be... um, at that point, it'll be City, free run. I, I just don't see him moving to Spain. I think he'll... I get he's gone to Germany, but what I'm saying is he's English. He'll want to prove himself in the Premier League. So I think he makes a move to the Premier League. And then, like Kev says, you, you're getting him for 10 years. I might be wrong. Maybe he goes to Spain. But I think English players want to do it in the Premier League. I think. That's yes. my... No, oh, I agree. 100%. Um, it all depends on the finish this season. All depends, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Also, too, the other thing is, it's not like Bellingham solves all our problems. He solves a big problem, but... Oh, the, but he's not... The, oh, no, no, I'm not denying he isn't, but if we if Liverpool sign Bellingham, that doesn't solve all Liverpool's midfield issues. They definitely no, need... We, we're, three. Losing three, we're losing three midfielders in the summer. You know, we're losing Naby, we're losing Milner, we're losing Ox. And you're probably right, losing Bobby at the moment as well. And we and at the moment we're losing Firmino as well. I reckon Bellingham covers all three of them. <laughs> well, he probably, he, probably, he, could probably, he probably cover their minutes because let's be honest, it, it won't take much to cover them. It wouldn't minutes. take much, but the thing is, he's phenomenal. Yeah, he fucking is. Do, I mean, but you know what I mean. Scary, the scary you, thing is, if, if he goes Bellingham, to, you need depth. You need depth below him as well. Yeah, of course you do. But as, the scary thing is, if he goes to Real Madrid to replace Modric, and you've got him, Chumeni, Valverde, Camavinga. Ridiculous, isn't it? That's, I mean, I go, I go out of my way to find a flight to Madrid to go and watch that. Mm. Yeah, you know, and I wouldn't be any great lover of Real Madrid whatsoever. But that is that's a team. A gala- that's a galactico midfield for the twenty first century. That's uh, a team. Really well, that's your, that's your midfield for ten years. That is literally, that's proper future proofing your team for ten years. Yeah, and the thing is, they're going to lose Modric. They're going to lose Cruz. It's not like they don't have the money. In their wage ability to be able to do it, they can. Yeah, Joe. Uh, Ant wants to know who's your player of the season. I don't think it means I don't know if that's Premier League in total or Leeds. So give us both. If you uh, want. I'll Erling Haaland. I was gonna say I think that's the easiest one. So I, I assume it might be a Leeds. Because who's your best? Who's who's been Leeds top forward this year? Tyler Adams. He had a good World Cup, didn't he? Did a good World Cup. Brilliant, youngest captain. I think he'll he'll captain Leeds United after Cooper moves on. Yeah, no, he's another smart son. I I like him. I think he's a smart son. He was really good in the Anfield game. Yeah, he's, he's which brilliant. was really which was really annoying at the time. I've got to admit, but he mm. was he was very good. Yeah. Cool, right, Joe. Before we go, where can everyone find you? Uh, just your football show. Um, you'll probably see me. Crying as City put seven pastors on Wednesday. So uh, <coughs> come and watch that. We also have Kev on weekly on a, mm. on a Friday at eight o'clock doing a Premier League show. So so join us for that. Awesome. Kev, everyone knows where they can find you because you always just, fucking here, mate. You know, it's, it's, it's always you, me at 10 o'clock here. That's, that's all. That's yeah, all. We there do you go, 
Yeah, no, going to change, not. but um, no. Look, I just want to wish everyone in the chat happy Christmas. Hope you all have a brilliant one. Um, enjoy it, uh, make the most of it, and look forward to the football on Monday. But between now and then, have a great time. Stop mm, your faces, yeah. drink loads of cans, enjoy yourselves, and we'll see you on Monday after the game. Yeah, uh, don't mm. forget to like, subscribe, and listen. Kevin and I, we've really enjoyed the. Um, We've enjoyed doing the full time, haven't we? But we do have a laugh. We do have a laugh with it, so we quite enjoy. We do enjoy doing that. So yeah. the plan for the plan post Christmas is Boxing Day. There will be a full time res after Villa. Not quite sure who's doing it yet because me and Kev are both. Out well, no, drunk. I'm I'm around for the 26th. I'm not around for the 27th. Oh well, I'm I'm getting drunk on the 26th. Yeah, so no, I'm having a belated. Well, I'm having a belated 50th, and my sister is turning 40 on Christmas Day. Oh, nice. So we're having a joint kind of belated birthday party on the 27th. So that should be a bit of fun. Okay, okay. Cool. And then 28th, oh, 20th of December, we're going to do another history show, which is uh, I'm gate crashing it with Gav. Um, so if you've not seen them, they're a good, it's a good laugh. Yeah, actually, we, really good. Really we good. A, really we just pick the week we're in and say, well, this is what happened this week over the years. And just, you know, it's interesting games, interesting signings. Just mad things happen around Liverpool, but it's good to reminisce. But also, we realise obviously looking at the chat, there are people in the chat who, like I said, we talked about Rob Jones. We realise quite a few in the chat who don't know who Rob Jones is because it, it's not of their era. But it's also great to hear what people's views of certain games were. You know, you know where they were, how, how young people were, or just how you misremember things. And it's uh, always good, always good fun. I but, still feel sick after watching the show last week when you were talking about Nicholas and Elka. How that? How we let that go, that one get away at the time was criminal. It was yeah. absolutely criminal that we let him get away. We had two. We had the other one that was like a bit like that was the Bowie one. Do you remember the Bowie one? He was yeah. literally. He well, was in the you... gra- He was in the ground. He'd been in the training ground. Had the pitch taken. Jared Hooley had met him. And I think Phil Thompson's story has said like it's like he doesn't want to be here. It's always like Leeds need to get rid of him, and Bowie gives the impression he want to be here, and Hooley pulled the plug in it very last minute. Because there's a bit of a backlash about signing them. Yeah, Bowie was that, that's when Bowie was near his peak. Because he was yeah. ridiculous. He was ridiculously good for Leeds. Bowie, ridiculously good player. Uh, right. Until then, listen, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, all of you have a really, really great Christmas, Joe. Thanks for coming on. I've no doubt we'll get you back on again very soon. Until then, guys. Take care of yourselves. We'll speak to you all very, very soon. Oh. Social Podcast Network.